What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced. They're just better, and they know it too. Entertainment with no sidelines. What are those? Get some beers. Find somewhere to chill. I love it. Let's do it. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves... Four men have emerged from the smoke, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Foul. No, two fouls. Foul? I didn't touch anybody. People can't just go flying in the air like that. Please, my mom wouldn't cheat in my dreams. What? She's an angel. Heaven wants us to win this game. They're edgy, uncensored, and off the chain. No Boundaries Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Derek Fugers. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. There's no crying in baseball! Well, Derek, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Zach Kearney. You play ball like a girl! Would you relax? I'm in the zone. And Greg Wiley. Did you see that bad man last night? Uh, what I got to say, you really don't want to hear, because honesty ain't too high upon your people priority list, right? For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. You can do it! Good morning, sports world, and welcome to No Boundary Sports Talk. I am your host, Derek Futures, and we are minus one today. Zach Kearney on his way to the East Coast, going to a wedding, family wedding, so shout out my man, hopefully has a safe drive, but nonetheless, me and my man Craig Wiley Jr. in the building. Craig Wiley, how you doing, sir? What's up, everybody? And we got a great show for you guys today. You know, uh, probably going to be bare minimum. Bare minimum. Not much going on in the sports world right now. Besides, you know what I'm saying, the the trades that are having in the NBA, a little bit of NFL news here, a little bit of MLB news there. Not much going on. Federer on the uh, the verge of possibly winning another Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously a familiar foe on the other side of that as well. But, you know, like I said, what we're going to do as best as we can today. I mean, again, we're not sports center. We don't have people sitting around 34 hours a day looking for news for us and, and writing stories for us. And then, oh, here you go. Here's your story. Go on the prompt and read it. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got to do our own work. We got to do our own busy lifestyle with working 40 plus hours a week. And, you know, saying then we come in here and do our thing on Sunday morning. So yes, sir. we have as much time as possible to do as what we got, you know. So, like I said, bear with us. And if the show decides to end, you know what I'm saying, in 30 minutes, then fuck it. Whatever. You know, at least we tried. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm giving you an A for you got to give me an A for effort today. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. A. 
can we start using this to pass out for like people who are like mess up in the like in the sports world? They get this award. Yes, the Dick Award. Yeah. So like, do we have a Dick Award for today? No, but I was. It just made me think about it. I think we do have a Dick Award. I think somebody got arrested. Okay. Well, so this will. Yeah, that's that's a good. We got a little penis here. You know, Facebook, please don't ban us. Allegedly, it's a mold of uh, CPKs. So allegedly, it's a. Mold. <laughs> I feel kind of. <laughs> So, yes, it says world champion. That's all it says right here. So, uh, yeah, man. And it, so, so don't get me wrong. It's not that big. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got a pretty big hand. It's, so, it's, 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 it's not on a... It's about, about my size. It's like mid-chub. Yeah, it's about mid-chub, depending on who you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, we got a great show for you, for you guys. Uh, go ahead and jump into the swing of things. You'll... And honestly, I just want to talk about Russell Westbrook, you know what I'm saying, in that trade. You know, crazy how things went down, and you know what I'm saying we, after Paul George departed for the Los Angeles Clippers, we didn't really know exactly what was going to happen with Russell Westbrook. Well, listen, the OKC Thunder are definitely under a situation. They're a rebuild. They're in a rebuild. Over like the next decade, we're going to be hearing <laughs> with this pick in the in first the, round. In the first round of the draft, the OKC Thunder select. With this pick in the first round, like they got like, well the the, the thing is they right, got like two or three picks in like quite a few. Well, the thing is, you know what I'm saying? They got some flip floppy situations going around. You can either draft those players or you can either you know what I'm saying trade take those for picks, talent, yeah, move up or train them for talent. So you know what I'm saying you have a favorable option right they now. Got, yeah, they got options. And in my opinion, right now they're trying to pull a book out of Danny Ainge's thing. You know what I'm saying he did that same thing with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce back in the day. Got him, Jason loaded, Got him a whole bunch of first round draft picks, and you know what I'm saying. So I, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but you just gotta you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta learn how to draft. You gotta you gotta draft the right people. You gotta make the right moves because if you do pull off some dumb moves and you know and you let go of Russell Westbrook, who you could have essentially kept and built around. And I get, you know what I'm saying, he, he had some, him and his agent were talking. Are they under like a full rebuild? Do you think they're going to redo the coaching situation as well? I would I would assume so. I mean, in all reality, I don't think Billy Donovan's the guy to be in. I mean, unless they want him. I mean, he's got that t- that college type experience who. He was a great college You know coach. what I'm saying, who could come in and get those rookie guys playing really well. Who knows? But in all reality, I do agree with you. I do think it's going to be a whole completely building, new rebuilding process for the whole Oklahoma City Thunder in Well, this is the uh, – see, it's almost, it's almost crazy because I almost feel like if they were going to do that, they would have done it already. Um, I mean, the GM definitely pulled off some stuff. I think they got a couple-year grace period before we see any major changes outside of the coaching. Um, I, I think the, the front office has some leeway. Yeah, and again, like I said, you know uh, – if Billy, if if Billy's going to be the guy, then like I said, he can help definitely help with the younger players. But in all reality, you know, what are you going to expect from you know Thunder? Not much. So, who knows? You know, next year they could be the worst team in in the NBA and end up with the first pick in the draft, along with two or three they, late and, round draft picks. And they may even get some more compensation because they're a rumored. To already be shopping around Chris Paul. Yeah, they've, their plans are not to have Chris Paul play in a Thunder yeah. uniform this season. So right now, you know what I'm saying, their their plans on and, and you know, in all reality, you're not gonna get much for Chris Paul. Guys making thirty five million dollars no. this year. You know what I'm saying? You get some expiring contracts, which is very, very good. You in, could in either DHS. in my opinion, you could either play to build a team to get a couple of players for Chris Paul, or you can just you know what, 
give us one first round draft pick and you can take him off of our books. I don't even think they would get that. I literally think that they would mainly get some second rounders and some expiring contracts for Chris Paul right now. That's a big contract they got to let go. Big contract. And that's what I'm saying. And that's why I say you 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 let go Chris Paul for somebody who can like, you know, use a veteran point guard. You take some expiring contracts back in return that way they off they're off your books in a year or two as your team if you draft properly is getting ready to extend those guys and all that stuff like that. Cuz you got to think they're at a point right now with OKC Thunder they don't have any guys. They got to be like, you know what? We got to sign this dude to a max deal right now, or a super max. They got to draft that guy, or even sign him as a free agent. But even as a free agent, when you're coming from a different team, the max contract that you can offer is only four years instead of the five. So it ends up being twenty, thirty million dollars cheaper than you have to spend. So that's that. And we've seen in this case, you can get a very good player for fifteen to sixteen million a year. In my do you in all in my opinion do you think that the the Oklahoma City Thunder will get will, could lure any type of big free agents there without anything they have right now? No, no. So you're saying what they would have to they they would have to draft what they did. They would have to fall into a situation I feel somewhat like the Pelicans, where you get that first pick or you get somebody like a a, a somebody to come in, um, almost like or even like. I mean, you got to just have something. Uh, over, like over in, in Dallas, the uh, the point guard they have. You know what I mean? That that's somebody that people would want to come. Luka Doncic. I, I was having a brain fart there. That's somebody who you people would want to come in and play with. People want to play or you know come to play with Zion. People want to play with you know. Well, Russ was second. Russ was a fourth pick. Kevin was the second pick. You know, James was a top ten pick. You know what I'm saying? So, in all reality. You know they've drafted well. They have drafted well, and you, you know what I'm saying. If you get that same type of draft mentality in the future for the team, those draft picks could shine a bright future for you, for sure. And one thing that I do have to say about OKC is they do have some loyal ass fans, man. They do. You know what I'm saying. And Russ pretty much said that in his thing. Paul George has said that. Kevin Durant. Now, come out I, I don't that have too, both so. the trades pulled up in front of me right now, but I believe starting next year. They'll at least have two first-round picks in every draft for, like, the next, like, six or seven years or something crazy like that. And they also have options to flip-flop some of the... With the, the Rockets. With, with Some with the Rockets and with uh, the Clippers as well. That was part of the... Uh, so, for the Chris Paul... For, for the Rockets and Chris Paul thing... They got a uh, first round picks in 2024 and 2026, but they got pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. So they really got nothing from the Rockets right now per se. But the Paul George thing is a completely different one. I haven't even found that one yet. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm, I'm looking that up right now because I'm stay on the one that you're on because we're gonna compare this. We're gonna c- compare the uh, yeah, but the two because I know some of them line up as. Um, the same, some of the same stuff. One All thing right. I don't like about the whole Harden and Westbrook thing is people are like, "Oh, the two ball hogs," you know, what I'm saying they're not gonna, they're not gonna mesh well together. I'm like, they're gonna mesh well together. They meshed well in OKC, hey. where they went to the NBA Finals and lost to LeBron. You know, what I'm saying like Hold in up, the heat. Though. Hold up, they may be in a better situation than we think. 
the Thunder. Because we're forgetting that they got Shea Gilchrist Alexander mm-hmm. and Danilo uh, Gallinari plus uh, Stevens, which is there. So that's well, a, they could trade for more draft picks. Which well, I, I think they might keep him. Um, so what, what were the first round draft picks that they got for uh, for Westbrook? They got a 2024 and 2026. Okay, so... And tw- they got a 2021 so, and 2025 pick swap. So listen, in 2024 and 2026, they will have three first-round draft picks. Wow. All right. Then you said they got a, a, a draft a, a pick swap in... 2021 2025. Okay, 2021 2025. All right. In 2025, they also have a swap first round pick situation with the Clippers. But they also have two first round choices via 2021 and 2023, courtesy of Miami. So listen, so. The next year will it'll be the twenty twenty draft, correct? So next year is twenty twenty. Next year they got two picks in the first round. They got the they got theirs, and then they got the one from Denver. Uh, there's a no swap in twenty twenty one. You mean the Thunder? It says Denver. Okay. And twenty. This is this is their all their draft picks to, to, through two thousand twenty six, and this is from Slam. Okay. To, to two thousand twenty one, they have two first round draft picks, one through thirty, both from Houston. That could be pick swaps. Um. 2022, they got two as well. 2023, they got two. 2023, they got three. 2025, they only got one. 2026, they got three. That's what it's wow. saying over here. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's a bright-ass future. A lot of draft picks. A lot of draft picks for the future, man. And like I said, most of them are all one through 30, one through 30, one through 30, one through 30. The one yeah, from think- Miami is 15 through 30. You know what I'm saying? Literally all of them. If there's that guy that they want, they definitely got the capital to go to trade off a couple first rounders to go get the number to one. To go up and move up and there get them. And like again, like I said, who's expecting much from from Oklahoma City this month this year? I know Oklahoma City ain't team ain't because they literally just gave up everything to to, to rebuild. I mean, even if they're even if they're like a a, a five hundred team. In all reality, who had the first pick this year? The Pelicans. The Pelicans. They ain't gonna be as bad as they were last year. Nope. Who was who was number two? Mm. I know the who no, I, no, I know who number two was. No, it was the it was the Grizzlies. They might actually you know what the Grizzlies might be competing for that spot because they're they're kind of in a rebuilding stage as well. Yeah. Uh, but number three was the Knicks. I don't think they're going to be that bad. I think they have a really stable team. I think they have a stable team to not to, to not tank. Yeah, I mean they got a really good team in my opinion. They got a lot of young talent, I, especially in the free agency. Well, they got Julius Randle, a couple other guys. I don't think they're going to be that bad. The Hawks, I really do think the Hawks have improved offensively. Maybe not defensively, but they got a great scores. They got a couple great scores in Hunter and Trey Young. And then you got, um, I forgot, I keep forgetting, uh, Herter. I mean, those are a lot of great scores right there. And then and not to mention if Finch Young decides to come back. Yeah, I think they'll be. Uh, John Collins, I, they got think, over there. I think they'll be a team that makes a playoff. The run. Lakers aren't going to be that bad. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So literally, there's. The top four teams that picked in the first the first four picks are nowhere near going to be in the first round unless they have picks traded from from teams. What gives them those first round picks? You know what I'm saying? Up high, yeah. So in all reality, 
Right now, it looks it's looking like to me Oklahoma City Thunder be picking first next year in the draft. So, or at least in the top ten, exactly. So, if not top five, you know, and who knows? And, and I can be counting out the and whole. Then, team. Yeah, that's why. And that's why I just who said knows top how good 10. they're going to be this and, year. And that's why I said top ten because great point. You, you, you never great know what, what what might happen with the, some of the players that they you know do acquire and different things like that. It's, it's a long season and. With the lottery, you know, it's it's not like the NFL where like you have the worst record, you get the the first pick. So See, my question to you is now, going back to Russell Westbrook and and Paul George or not Paul George, Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden. People say, oh, you know what? They're going to be ball hogs. They're going to be ball hogs. I don't, I don't agree. I don't, I don't agree with that. One, Russell Westbrook took a big back seat to Paul George this season, this past season, where Paul George was essentially leading the team in points every single night. You know, why wouldn't? Why wouldn't Russ do the same thing? Here's the thing. If you have a coach with any bit of basketball knowledge in their head, it's it's very simple. Russ is the point. You put James at, at the shooting guard. Mm-hmm. And two? you run some screens with some catch and shoots with Harden. They're, they're two different players. Harden's, Harden will create off the dribble, but he, 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 he likes to create space and he's a shooter. Russell Westbrook is not, not that shooter. shooter. Nope. Now he can knock down some mid-range jumpers yeah, and that, but he's not the three-point guy like Harden. He's is. like Kyrie. He he's, thrives he, going he, to the he, rim. He's the slasher. He's the one yep. who will drive yep. against any big man in the league yep. and go for a layup and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. He's he can knock dude. down a three too when he needs to, but he's not yeah. James Harden taking thirty threes a game. But he's not like you know high thirty something percentage exactly behind the arc. Like, but he he can knock down a, some threes exactly. He's not garbage. He's good from the line. Great point. It, it, it's, it's just you know two different. They're two different style of players. Like yes, both both of them play guard. But I mean, I I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that in AAU in AAU you're usually playing with stacked teams. You're usually playing with gu- with guys that can play you know multiple positions. I guarantee you in AAU basketball, Harden and Westbrook probably played one through three. Now. Do I do I think that this is going to win them a championship next year? No, absolutely not. I don't they think get rid of, they didn't get rid of Capella no, yet. They didn't get rid of nobody. They still have the same exact team, but mine is Chris Paul. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And plus they added Austin Rivers. Plus they added another key piece, and not a key piece, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, to Tyson Chandler. You know what I'm saying? They've added some great players to the roster. Another person who we're going to talk to about this, about this after your former former first round pick. Who they just picked up on a non-guaranteed deal? Who me and you were just talking about? You know what I'm saying? You know, but going back to Russell, look, listen, man, this th- these two guys they've played together before. We people forget that, and they went to the NBA Finals and lost to the fucking LeBron James and Dwayne well, Wade in the Miami Heat. Well, here's one thing though: people don't realize they played together on the same team, but on that team, Harden was coming off the bench. Harden was coming Correct. off the bench. I completely understand, but, but with I hypothetically speaking, with the with the Addition of Rivers, they can kind of run a stagger situation. And as a coach, you can be like, "Hey, when you're on this court, you got you no know, X amount of minutes. Yeah. You give me your all." Yeah. Then one of those guys goes out there and just snaps. Yeah. Then he comes back to the to the bench for a little break, yeah. breather. Not to mention, they still got PJ Tucker, they still got Eric Gordon, and they still got Clint Capella. You know what I'm saying? That's a team right there, guys. I think they'll be in the like. Oh, they're gonna be top five, top six. Fourth seed, maybe. Oh yeah, top five, in my opinion. I, I mean, they're going to guys. You got two guys who, in respective years, have won MVP of the league. You got two MVPs on one team. Literally, we just seen that, and they went to the finals and lost to Kawhi Leonard. You know what I'm saying? And before that, they won two in a row. 
guys who had two. Just saying. But like I said, I just don't think James and, – and why I say that is because I, these two guys, look at their playoff records. They're not good, man. They're not good at all. Like, they, they – maybe coming back to each other is going to help them put them over that hump to where they are going to maybe hopefully get a championship. But in all reality, man, I just don't think these two guys have well, with that, all that due respect, clutch they have, in their body. They have played some really beast teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So – I mean, at the same time, Harden's lost to the to the Warriors twice, you know, two years back to back. You know what I'm saying? In when they did go to the finals same the first thing, time, okay, they lost. See, okay, the, uh, they lost to the Heat and LeBron James and them. So I mean, it's not like they're losing to scrub teams. So again, the Rockets—they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, but I don't think they're going to win a championship. I think those two are going to mesh well together. I think both of them are going to be able to get their points, twenty, twenty-some points. Hell. We might even see these both these guys average a triple double. Are they currently? You know what I'm saying? Are they, I, and I'm gonna ask you a question right here. Are they currently? And I'm gonna throw out some teams in the West that I know you're a fan of. With this move, are the Rockets currently better than the Denver Nuggets? Tough one. <sighs> I don't know, man. I just I, I like the Nuggets. I really do. I'm a big fan of the Denver Nuggets. I'm a big fan of Jamal Murray. I'm a big fan of the Joker, you know what I'm saying? Like, plus they got Michael Porter Jr., who I know hurt himself in the summer league. They added, you know what I'm saying, Bol Bol. I don't know, man. Are, right now, physically, yes. Right, what it looks like, yes. Okay. Are they currently better than the Utah Jazz? Mm, yes. Okay. Absolutely. With Michael Conley, I know that's a good team over there. With Mike Conley, you know, Donovan Mitchell. And then Rudy Gobert. And we do like, have an article about some of these duos if you want to talk about that. I do want to talk about that. Um, and, and That's a good article. He, here's my question for you. Yeah, I, I actually seen it when I was working out of the gym. I seen, you know, the cowherd was on there talking about it. I'm like, man. And then it just so happened to everybody. There's a lot of – this is the season of, like, the duo this year. Yes. It's like the Jordan Pippen kind of situation. Yeah. Everything's got a little spread out. Um And, and I guess it kind of transitioned into that because this will probably lead into that. Who – Obviously, I feel like the powerhouses are are in the West still. Even though the East did get better, I feel like the champions going to come out of the West this year. Who do you feel has the best overall chance? And it could be East too to win the national championship next year in the West. Just all together, all together to win the ship. Oh man! Right now, dude. Obviously, the the Lakers are the favorite. I mean. From what they got on paper, I I don't necessarily think that's the case, because in my eyes, Clippers are the team to beat. I I kind of agree with that, man. But again, we're gonna go right back to the whole what I'm about to say with LeBron and and what his the Lakers team is. Everybody got to remember what LeBron did when he went to the Heat. They formed a super team: Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Dwayne uh, and LeBron. Did they win the first year they were together? No, nope. no, they did not. They lost. You know what I'm saying? And it's all about that chemistry. They did go to the finals, and they did lose in the finals. I understand that. But regardless of the fact that you did not win championship, and that's the key goal. You know what I'm saying? In in, in all reality, and I get that you guys can be friends, but it's just that chemistry on the court. You've never played with these guys before, rather than just working out with them in the gym. Or in the Olympic team. Exactly. But even then, you know what I'm saying, that's that's far-fetched. You know, so... That's not that's you and that person playing together rather than, than the whole team playing together. Yeah. Because essentially the Lakers got a whole new team. I mean, did they not? 
so literally besides Rondo coming back, I think at one point, if if I'm not mistaken, we could probably look it up in some weird stat thing. But I think at one time, while they were waiting on the whole Kawhi Leonard situation, they had five players under contract. Yeah, literally enough people to put a starting lineup out. Yeah, there. I mean no you, bench. I mean you got you literally lost three players in in the draft with 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 Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? So the Lakers got a whole new team. I mean Kawhi coming over to the Lake like like the Clippers. They already have some kind of that that keen chemistry right now. And and the reason why I do say the Clippers is because of what I just said. They have that team See, chemistry right now. Well, they already added and, only and, two and, pieces, and I think that's what makes them in such a better and, and such a more of a threat than anybody else. Is because you pretty much got the same Clippers team with with the minus of a, of a couple of contracts and stuff, free agents, whatever that left. DeAndre Jordan, or oh, he actually he left from he the, got less than the, the trade the, last year. Yeah, he he got from the Mavs. I forgot yeah. about that. But but you know, so you didn't really lose much as far as like actual players. But you added two of the top ten guys in the league. One of them, in my opinion, I, I've been saying this, and everybody thinks, "Oh no, King James." Blood. Listen, in my opinion, Kawhi Leonard is the best. All around basketball player you, in the league. You right have now. two of the best all around of like, on both sides. Like is is LeBron James a physical specimen that can do things that guys that yeah, big shouldn't be able LeBron to do? Don't play good defense, yes. though, bro. Oh, he plays great run from behind and, and pin and your block. pin your ball against we the backboard of basketball. Giving time up after all time, all years, all we all time last As year. As a matter of fact, you know how I coach. So one of my one of my guys got a fast break. Shout out to Sam, and uh, Sam was Sam was going down the court, and I had to, I had to get on him on the sideline during like a little timeout. I'm like, bro, I was like, LeBron James don't play in here. He was going for a fast break, and right right before he was getting ready to like take the st- he, he turned around to look and missed the freaking the layup. I said, bro, ain't nobody can. I said, LeBron James ain't playing in this league. I say, ain't nobody gonna pin you against the backboard. I say, go make that. He's like, my bad, coach. My bad. He's like, he's like, I look back. I already know what I did wrong. I was like, man, you just go for. It. I said, the worst thing they gonna do is hit you in the yeah, back of the head. Fouled. I was like, you gonna go to you're the, the line. line. And he's a pretty good shooter. Yeah. I was like, I don't. I was like, we'll beat any team at the line. Yeah. We're probably gonna beat. I mean, there's only four teams there, but we're gonna. The boys are raw. Oh, they ready. Bro, I don't even call plays that much. I just let them do them. Yeah. And they just got good vision Sometimes and everybody gets theirs. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let that's gotta, that's what you got to let them do. They're good at setting screens and all that. But, yeah. But uh, I, I do want to talk about these duos because there's some uh, some fantastic duos. And speaking of duos, shout out to uh, ex-Mets pitcher Dwight Gooden getting arrested for cocaine. <laughs> they've been they've been a duo since the 80s. Ha, 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 too soon. Man, my man missing the freaking parades for cocaine. Man. So right now on Fox Sports, um, and this is from you know the Colin Cowherd top ten show, duos in the league. Top ten duos in the league. I feel like number wise. Notice how one of that duo is not on this list. It's not. Well, that's because it's about to be right now. Well, number ten it says what Russell Westbrook in the basketball. But that now that would be Harden. Well, actually, there's two actually on this list because which we can add because remember one's not playing this year. Yeah. So well, go ahead. I thought KD was on this. No. Oh no, he's not on there at all. 
That's right. We could talk about that. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that. So number 10 is Russell Westbrook in the basketball, which would be now James Harden. I definitely think they're higher than top 10. Oh, right now they would probably two or three. Two or three. Two or three. Sure. They would, in my opinion, if not four, because right now, you know, you, and I'm not going to say who it is because we're going down the list, but right now I would say they would so four. So at 10 right now, I'd put Kyrie and KD. Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Just because. Because those happen. two are not on this list and because KD's not playing this year, obviously. the duo is Kyrie and, and uh, DeAndre. Yes. Right now. Correct. Absolutely right. Correct. Uh, yeah. Number nine. Which I think this is a little low for them, but it's also going to depend on uh, how Giannis continues to develop. Um, is is the Greek freak Giannis and Chris Middleton, and you know this is a team they they gave you know they gave it their all against Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the Greek freak is a guy who MVP continuously has has gotten better. Um, he's just a physical specimen. Then you sprinkle in a little Chris Middleton, who's a a, a great shooter. Overpaid, maybe a little bit overpaid, <laughs> but you got sometimes you got to keep your guys. Um, if they can add some other pieces to this puzzle, I expect them to make some more, uh, do some damage in the East for you know. Oh yeah, the next they're going to compete. One thing I don't like about that what happened to him is they lost Brogdon. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's going to really Brogdon hurt them defensively. Really going to hurt them defensively. Do they still have Jabari Parker over there? No, he, they lost him. He just resigned yeah, with the, the the Hawks. Actually, yeah. he just signed with the Hawks. Actually, that's another good player that like, they just picked yeah, up. They, yeah, there you go. Speaking of the Hawks, a little earlier. Yeah, um, number eight on this list, and I think this is a little low. I'd put this this combination up to about six. Well, the thing about this is, is because the the the, the two things that I don't like about. Eight, seven, and six is none of neither one of them have played together. None of them have. You know what I'm saying? This is all going to be their first years playing together. Kristoff has, like I said, working out with with obviously Luca. You know, and we, who you don't know what what they're not on this list. Well, listen, they're foreign, list. so I just think they automatically mesh well. <laughs> like, it's like they're like from the same hood, bro. Uh, but number eight is Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum. I think this is a tandem that has the most potential to actually move up in this list. Um, I think that's – I mean, you're talking about a, a good point guard. You're talking about a solid wing. Um, definitely probably going to be some catch-and-shoot offense in this, maybe some screen action, um, you know, maybe some elevator screens get, get implemented into this. And you guys, you know, got Ennis Cantor. I mean, that's a good pick-and-roll player right there. You guys um, – who was your draft pick? You guys got uh, – I mean – We got Romeo Langford and then – Carson Edwards, bro. Carson Edwards, who I've seen the picture on the web. He's all bit of six foot tall. Bro, he's ru- so tiny. Bro. Running next to Taco Falls. He's so tiny. Hilarious he's six one, and he's he looks like he's like 5'11". But he's stocky. You know what I'm saying? He's got size on him. He's got muscle mass but on him. But you guys got Taco, who I think is going to end up being, uh, at, the end, at the end of the G League and Summer League and all that stuff, I think he's going to be your backup uh, center. I see that. I, he's definitely going to make our G League team for sure. Uh, and... He's definitely going to be hitting the. He'll be on the regular season team. Like he'll get a couple ten day contracts throughout the whole regular throughout see, the regular well, season to see how it goes. Exactly. They want to. In all reality, I want to see what he can do against real physical. I want to see what he can do against Joel Embiid. Yeah. In all reality, put him out there for five minutes to see what he can do one on one again. If he gets bodied, then take his ass out. You know. Now you know where he's at. You know what I'm saying? 
That's what I think about Taco Fall. But I do like I, I do like uh, Jason. He's Tatum. just so tall, man. It's like you got to really the, shoot a rainbow. But the one thing around him, bro, he he can move well for his size, right, man. Yeah. Like I watched the whole all of his summer league highlights. I think my man than, can move. Very I think he's well. better than Bull Bull. That's my bull prediction. My bull prediction is Taco has a better career than than Woo! Bull Bull. Um. But yeah, I think they could definitely do some amazing things with that tandem of Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum over there in Boston. Seventh on the list, Mike Conley, aging Mike Conley. He's up there. I mean, he's definitely that that vet. He's a, a great, you know, point. And this is another, you know, guard wing combo. And and I think there's going to have some some definite, you know, goodness behind it. Looking to see how that goes over there in Utah. Um, you're talking about two very smart guys. Both guys can shoot. I think they're going to be uh, some, some high-scoring offenses over there in Utah. Definitely different from the uh, 80s and 90s pick-and-roll John Stockton, uh, Carl Malone duo than, uh, that was so famous there in Utah for a long time. Um, Luca and Christopoulos Porzingis. That's their six. That's, that's kind of high. Kind of high. Two young guys, one who's been injury-prone. I know yeah. who, one who just won the rookie of the year. It's kind of high. It is kind of high. Kind of high. I think it's kind of high. Um, are they going to run Porzingis as the four or the five? I think he's going to be the four. going to be the four, okay. Um, I like that a little bit better than him being the five. If, the, if he was going to be the five, I definitely would thumbs down that one a little bit more. But he's a guy, just a freakish athlete, a seven-footer with range. Think of a, a skinnier, more athletic Dirk Nowitzki is really kind of – Pretty similar style. I think it's one of the main. I, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, man. I think he's he's going to be a Maverick for life, man. I think I think I think Mark Mark Cuban has found his next Dirk, man. And we're going to find out with how that and with him is. and Luca, man. I think him and I think he's going to lock up. How long did Steve Nash pay for the 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 Mavs? Quite a while. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think Luca Don is going to really be the whole. In there, I think Kristaps going to be the guy who's going to be there for the they rest of the season. They keep together. They I, would, keep I, together. I think that's their plan, though. I think that's their plan for sure. I mean, Mark Cuban is notoriously known for you know being a big part of his basketball team. Um, he definitely knows what's going on. He he is definitely a sports junkie. Um, you know that he likes the sports. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that with him being the rich billionaire that he is, that he definitely has a quality quality medical staff over there. And they're rehabbing Christoph Porzingis. All right, so now that we know that that James Harden is Chris Paul, or not, I'm sorry, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are together. In all reality, we're taking I'm taking Luka Doncic and Christoph and putting them at ten, and I'm taking James Harden and Russell Westbrook and I'm putting there at four, and I'm moving everybody else down the spot. So that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, but go ahead, go ahead and five. I like that. I do like five right here. Five, I think I think Dane Lillard and them, Dane Lillard and CJ McCollum here at five is perfect for them. They, they have, are one of the best tandems, in my opinion. They need a little bit better help, though. Their other pieces need to get be improved well, on. They just, they, just, they just traded for a little guy named Hassan Whiteside, and they still got a little guy named Nasir Little over there who they just drafted. And not to mention, um, what's his name? Just came back off the broken leg, man. I think the 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 Trailblazers are going to have a, a a very very decent season. I think. Do are they going to make the Western Conference Finals again? Probably Maybe. not. Probably Let's not. See. But I do think they can compete. I think they're going to be. They, 
we're talking about a team who who's going to be able to have that team chemistry and mesh very well. So I think that the, the, that CJ McCollum and DJ, Dame Lillard definitely definitely deserve to be on this. I list. do know how they can make the, the NBA Finals if they force every team into overtime and the deciding factor is a freestyle battle. <laughs> Dame wins. Dame wins <laughs> every time, hands down. But yeah, Dame Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum. Two, I mean, I'm not even a a, a Trailblazers fan per se. Um, I've never really been a Trailblazers fan. I love Dame Lillard, bro. But I love watching these two guys play. Um, they are somebody who, if if it was just playing some team that I didn't care about, you know, obviously they weren't as long as they weren't playing like Orlando or so, like a team that I just happened to like, you know, a, a player on their team. I definitely root for the Trailblazers. I mean, they're they're a good squad. Dame's one of my favorite players, man. He's. He's uh, the one thing I like about Dame is his. Like if they're playing the Heat, go literally, go yeah, Trailblazers. yeah, absolutely. It, literally, when he came, when he was in the summer league, and he was talking there, and then he pretty much talking about you know super teams and stuff like that. And he was essentially my whole life. I've always wanted to be the guy to beat those teams. You know, saying I never wanted to be. He's like I've always wanted to win and beat the best. You know, saying I never wanted to be with the best, but I've wanted to always to be the best. We just had two birds fly and hit the window. I've seen it. I heard it. <laughs> uh, look, I've seen it. That's why I had to stop and say something. It was funny. Um, literally, two birds just flew, flew into the window. But the one thing I love Most about... use Windex. <laughs> but uh, the one thing I love about Dame is just he wants to beat the best. And, and to beat the best, you got to be... Uh, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And uh, that's one thing I love about him is his resiliency and his relentless uh, want to uh, to continue to be at the top of his game. And you know what I'm saying? He continues to just play what he has around him. And you know, the Trailblazers, they accommodate him by bringing uh, certain players. They get the seal litter on the draft who was protected to be a top 10 pick. You know, you got a guy who's uh, Hassan Whiteside who's been pretty much been averaging double doubles his whole career, man. So, again, great pickup for the. There, for there is a duo on here that did not make the list that I'm a little. I, I feel like they should have did a top 15 because he's got. Who? Like, Aaron Gordon. Oh my! And Vooch. That's a top. That's a Moving top, on. That's a top fifteen. Dude. Moving on. Jamal Murray <laughs> and your boy the Joker again. So now that they're four, and like I said, if right now from what we got, Russ and James, I would put them right here at four, and then you would move Jamal Murray. Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. Like I said, I would. This is what I would do. I would go right now at ten. I would go Kristoff, Luca, Giannis, Chris Middleton. Actually, you know what? I'm going to move up Chris Middleton and Giannis. And Kimba and Jason going to be nine. Chris Middleton and Giannis going to be to eight. You know what? Actually, this whole this fucks it all up. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Michael Conley and Donovan Mitchell stay at seven. Dame Lillard and, 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 and CJ McCollum stay at five. And then Jamal Murray and then Luke uh, and Jotix go to six. So, yeah, that would be my list. But, yeah, right now Jamal Murray and, and Nikolai Jotix, two guys in Denver who, like I said, I'm very big fans of. I love Denver. You know, they got they, they got Paul Millsap over there. You know, they got a lot oh, of veteran mil- leadership. Former Utah Jazz player, by the way. Yeah. You know, so, again, a lot, a lot of potential for – that uh that, that Denver team and again Jamal Murray who just extended his contract over there for the Denver yep, Nuggets big signing over there. So again, two guys and then Yosik, a guy who's pretty much been averaging triple doubles a lot this season. So again, just two great players who have been just shining in Denver. 
since they got there and literally have no time on slowing down. So those two definitely deserve it to be on this list. Number three, little three, number three is, uh, like I said, haven't played together, but maybe, in my opinion, could be above where number two is just because we don't know where number two is going to be at because one's going to be missing at least half the season. Yeah, but it's still they, they, they've already, they, but they're already an established. Yeah, though. they're established. You're right, absolutely right. You're completely right. So number three, though, go ahead. LeBron James, the one they call Anthony Davis, aka the Unibrow, and they are two of the top five or six players in the league for sure. Um, we don't know how they're going to work well together, um, and it says here that LeBron has never been great with bigs. But, I mean, they played pretty damn well with Chris Bosh. Yeah, he did play well with Chris Bosh, but Chris Bosh was more of that, you know what I'm saying, I guess Anthony Davis is that power forward type person too. But right now he's going to be more of that five, you know. No, they got Boogie. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do got Boogie. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do so well with with uh, Kevin Love, but Kevin Love was a different kind of player. I mean, they won a championship with Kevin yeah. Love. I mean, they still. Number two, Stiff. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, just like Craig said, established backcourt. Uh, They've already won one without Durant. I mean, still two of the most lights out shooters in the game right now. You know, and regardless of Clay Thompson missing some time this season, you know what I'm saying? It's still going to be a good team, you know? You know, one thing that a lot of people are asking. Still got D'Angelo Russell for the start off. Yeah. Still got their uh, draft pick, Jordan Poole. Jordan I mean, Poole. Yeah. Make some cool stuff. Number one, obviously, definitely deserving to be number one. Definitely deserving. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, two of the best two. If my, in my opinion, the best two way players in the game right now. The best two way players, and, and and because of the fact that Paul George does play tremendous defense, and Kawhi is probably the best the best defender in the league right now. So, again, you know, a great duo. Both of the guys can get buckets as well as great play date great defense. So I agree with this at being number one. And all. Ben Simmons so. and Joel Embiid weren't even on this list, but that's another good duo. I could probably put. Mm, I don't know, man. I think Luca and them would have a better season than Ben Simmons. I don't know. I don't know about Ben Simmons. He just don't have a jump shot, though, man. Yeah, he still got to develop that. He does have to develop that. I think it's going to be a big problem with Ben Simmons in the whole nine, just because of the fact. We'll see with him, though, man. We'll see with him. I'm still not a whole believer on on the whole. Can I give you trust a, bowl, give you a bowl prediction for What's next up? year? Next year in the top ten list, Aaron Gordon and Markel Fultz. Oh, now you believe in Markel Fultz? Oh, oh, it's magic. I'll show you something that Davis sent me this morning. Listen, it's magic. They got Harry Potter in the background hitting a little, the little spell on his, uh, on his shot. Davis, right. Davis sent me this morning. Says this dude who's who covers the Magic says, I think it's starting. I think it's Markel's Fultz job to lose. I think he's going to be great. I think the Orlando Magic team is going to be reckoned with this season. Car- uh, Karan Butler regarding Fultz as a potential starter and veteran DJ Augustine as a backup. So, a lot of people who think, uh, think the Magic might have be turning some heads this year, bud. And, oh, and then before we do uh, anything else here, going back to the Rockets, you know, um, people might remember a little guy named Anthony Bennett former 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 number one pick for the Cleveland Cavaliers he was actually the pick the year before Kyrie if I'm not mistaken I believe you're right former Cleveland Cavalier 
has agreed to a non-guaranteed deal with the Houston Rockets. And, man, a lot of people, in all reality, a lot of people are sensing like, oh, man, he, f- what's he going to do? Fill up the waters laughing out loud? He, blah, 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 blah. The one thing I do love about me kind of knowing and having friends who do watch NBA G Leagues and stuff like that is when they can tell me things like, dude, you know that Anthony Bennett has pretty much been averaging most points in the NBA G League for the past like three years? And I'm like, huh? Didn't know that. And I was like, I had no idea. And I want to get to where I found on Twitter, Matt, man, where this dude literally has almost all of his stats. He killed everybody in the G League last year. And damn it, I forgot where it was, but literally he was averaging almost 30 points a game, man. Man. And so Anthony Bennett is, and he's talked about it, and he was talking about interviews all last year. He and his his goal is to get back into the NBA and essentially show everybody what he has, how he's changed his game. And again, another guy who who was, I'm not gonna say. In all reality, like the Rockets are gonna got him because of the fact that you know. They think they can see some value in him. Well, it's a non-guaranteed contract, like you said. Exactly. What's the worst could happen? And not to mention, like, what's the worst thing could happen? He can come in and drop 15 points for you. He could be a solid bench player for the next three to four years. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get him for a small price. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, literally, it's a great signing. Um, yeah, he might he might have been a bust, man. But in all reality, dude, you, you don't know until these guys' career is over. And he's been in the G League ever since he's been out of the NBA so clearly teams see value in him. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? And right now, the fact that he's getting a non-guaranteed contract to a team, you know, who's competing in the West right now, is, is huge in my opinion. It's huge in my opinion. Something people have to understand is, yeah, this guy might have been the number one pick and he hasn't really played well ever since then, but doesn't mean you can change your game and, and develop and get better throughout the years, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you could be – some guys could just quit and give up, or some guys could get right back into the gym and go right back at it for – Make those adjustments, for, and yeah. Make those adjustments and get back to the top wherever they need to be. And hopefully Anthony Bennett is at the top of his game to where he can come back and make an impact for the Rockets like they're hoping. Facts. So, so shout out to Anthony Bennett and everything that he did. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year for the Rockets if he makes the team. So, But, yeah, man, I'm going to take a quick break. Just shoot through the rest of whatever we got. Do we even really have much left? Not really. <laughs> talk about. I mean, we can talk about Melvin Gordon and the whole Chargers situation as well. Yeah, my boy wants to get paid, uh, which I agree with. I mean, it's a two-time Pro Bowl running back, man. Uh, right now, you really don't have anything less. I mean, I, I know you got a good backup over there. He's on his rookie contract. He's on his rookie contract. It, I don't think he's asking for Le'Veon Bell money. I don't think so neither. But in all reality. I mean, he kind of deserves to get paid his top back money. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, I he's been a great running back. I for would the, say eight to ten million, twelve million. I would give him ten million. I would give him a four forty-five year and or four for forty-five in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, does he? I think he deserves that. I mean, he's played well for, throughout his entire career. He might have been battling some injuries well, here and there, injuries. and that's one thing that is it, it, funny because it was actually brought up in a couple like Bucks uh, things that I, that I follow. Oh, you know, you know, saying Bucks could be a team interested in the trade from uh, Gordon if you know things don't get worked out or blah blah blah. You know, it's all, you know all that speculation news because that's you know what's going around right now. And it's just like, well, you know, the Bucks have been linked. They're obviously shopping for a running back because they've been linked to quite a few different running backs. Um, and, and Zach is going to call me a homer on this one, but I would much rather if I was going to make a trade 
for a running back, you get a cheaper running back with with less wear and tear on his body, and I'd go for Duke Johnson. I agree. You know, and, and some, regardless if you, you watch you a homer, yeah. I think Duke Johnson fits your guys' system better to a freaking T right now with freaking Bruce Arians as your guys' head coach. And I, I agree with that 100%. But, I mean, Melvin Gordon, don't get me wrong, he's, he's definitely put up some fantasy points in some leagues against me. Um, definitely a great running back. Uh, my only concern would be the injuries that he, that he has faced. Um, he, you know, he's he's only had one season where he played in all sixteen games, and he's pretty much came out and said, "Look, I don't want to go anywhere else. Like, I want to stay with the Chargers. I just want to get paid, man." He's and in all reality, like he's right. Like, look, the cats, and, he, and he's trying to make it to where he they don't well, have what, to f- wait for, till next year. Well, what dra- what round was he drafted? First round. He was a first round. Okay. Absolutely, so he was a first round draft so pick. The five year. Yeah, man, he's going into so this. He's getting paid all right, but he just wants to be paid like one of the top. Yes, and well, he should be. I mean, in my in, right now, could you be top five? Right now. Yeah. I mean. Can you name anybody else better? Than, I mean, top five? I mean, I, right now I'd put him maybe even top three. Well, you got Gurley. You got Zeke. Who's after that? Kareem Hunt. Who's suspended for six games. And he plays for the Browns now. Um, who's not going to be with the same exact Chiefs team who's going to use him the same way the Browns did or do. True. I just don't like... I mean, I'm just a little little skeptical about So am I, but right now, who's better than him? That's why I say top three. I mean, you name two players who I completely 100% agree with who could be above him. But top three, for sure. Right behind Zeke and, and uh, somebody might, I might, we could be completely forgetting somebody. I'm sure we are. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is really good. Yeah, but not top five. He's probably top ten. Yeah, I mean, I, Devontae, uh, Devontae Freeman's good, but top ten. Who was your guys' draft pick last year? Sony Michelle. Michel. I mean, he could be a top ten running back soon. I would really necessarily put him even top ten right now. So, yeah, man. I mean, Melvin Gordon. I mean, he, he should. Alvin Kamara. True. And Le'Veon. I mean, Le'Veon is good. Yeah, we're forgetting about Le'Veon. Le'Veon, 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 Le'Veon is good. You're right. Out of sight, out of mind. He missed a year. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Le'Veon is pretty good. You're I mean, right. he's definitely top 10 for sure. For sure. For sure. Maybe even top, like I said, 10, top 10 top for sure. Top 5, top yeah. 10. But still, I mean, he definitely deserves to get money. I definitely would would do it if I was a Chargers. I don't even know why they're, they're, they're waiting. Maybe they're, they're kind of don't like how he did it. Kind of. And maybe he went to the media first. I mean, even Mark Ingram. True. Who's went, went to the Ravens. Went to the Ravens. Yeah, he's going to be the number one back there. It's one thing the Ravens have kind of been lacking is a running game. Yeah. You know, they've kind of been running it's, with Kenneth Dixon. It's, it's, and it's been that curse. Yes, sir. The Ray Rice curse. Yes, sir. Let my boy go. You ain't had a good one since. Should have brought him back. My man's still happily married to his wife, who he beat up in the elevator. Jesus. But anyway. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I got to unlock my phone here. You think that was the first time? Oh no! Oh no! But yeah, absolutely. I, I do think that Melvin Gordon absolutely does get paid, deserve to get paid. I mean, he has played and has done well every time. Like not to mention, he's a two-time. Pro I mean, bowler. he's better than Doug Martin. He's better than Peyton Barber. He's better than uh, Devontae Freeman. He's better than Tevin Campbell. Dolphins assistant head coach Jim Caldwell expected to take a 2000 absence, a leave of absence for health reasons. Prayers out to the Caldwell family. Definitely uh, a coach who's 
been known ever since Tony pretty much retired, taking over for Tony Dungy in Indianapolis. Had a little run there and pretty much lost a job, went to Detroit, lost a job there. Now he's the assistant head coach in, in Miami. Um, yeah, but uh, still prayers out to all of him. Another story that I thought was interesting, man, was uh, nearly 40 Redskin employees have either quit and or just stepped away due to terrible culture inside the Redskins staff. I think it's time for Dan to sell, sell that team. And many working in the marketing business side have left their team since January reports. Since January. 40 people. That's not a good look, man. Especially when an article gets written about it. It says that I've been told that by multiple and multiple people that almost 40 people have left behind the scenes. We're not talking about football players or coaches or anything like that. Nobody wants to work there. It's terrible. Uh, work there and it's terrible. Uh, the direction and the leadership of the franchise is ridiculous, that they say. Make Dan Snyder sell it. Hey, man. I got a dollar on it. And and literally, they got Dan Snyder at the, on the picture, too, man. So, I mean, what, attitude reflects leadership. And when you got people quitting back to back to back to back to back like it's that. It's time for him to go, man. It's time for him to go. Yeah, man. Other than that, man, Gronkowski worked out with Brady over the week. Uh, over the weeks in, who knows? That could be a sign of maybe a comeback. I don't know if Gronk comes back I right like away. It. I don't know if Gronk comes back right away just because of the fact that I really do think he comes back next year. I think he's going to take a whole year off, maybe even half the year. Who knows? Takes a year off. I mean, I don't. I don't. I still think he's under contract with the Patriots. I don't think he's put into his retirement papers at all yet. Still, so I still think this is just a. And I know people are like, well, he lost a lot of weight. So what, man? He come back lean, mean. I mean, it doesn't matter just because he lost his. Maybe he was slow last year because he had so much muscle mass. Maybe he turned that down a little bit. Maybe he got back to playing for him. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But like I said, that's exciting to to, to kind of hear that Steve. Or maybe he's just helping Tom Brady get back into the season form as well. Who knows, man? He could be helping a friend out. You know, somebody he's so used to working out with every single year. Now that one's retired, he's, you know what, Tom, I'll still help out with you. You know, I got you, bro. We're still bro chachos. Yeah, absolutely. But still, you know what I'm saying? That could be exciting news for Patriots fans. I mean, I'm kind of excited to hear about it. But yeah, man, other than that, sports world is dead. MLB... All-star happening. I mean, besides the weekend happening, it was the, the, the games had just picked up, so there's not really much going on besides scores, man. So, yeah, I think that'll about do it, Craig Wiley. I think I got to go to work here tonight, right after work here soon. So I'm, I'm leaving work to go to work. And it's not a work. This is actually what you do. It's actually what you love. So, yeah, man. What are you looking up? It happens. What do you got going on over there? I'm just, I'm just looking on, I'm on IG. On she's, she's just on Facebook right now? Looking at big – oh, my God. He's looking at motorcycles. That's when, you, that's when you know it's time to end the show, when Craig Wiley's looking at motorcycles. It's a sport. This has been it for No Boundary Sports Talk. From my man Craig Wiley, I'm Derek Futures. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Hopefully with Zach Kearney in the building. We out of here. Peace.